Welcome to the Mastery Over Money podcast. My name is Michael Kim, and I'm a wealth coach, future CPA, and creative at heart. My mission is to help young professionals such as yourself have mastery over your money and start living a life of financial freedom. Not only will I teach you how to save, invest, make, and maximize your money, but I'll also transform the way that you think about it. At the end of the day, money management is a skill. And when you have mastery over it, you can create anything. Are you ready? Awesome. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mastery Over Money podcast. Today's episode is a replay of an Instagram live that I did a few weeks ago talking all about investing. In this episode, I will share with you how you can invest your money on just one to two hours per month. That's right, invest all of your investments, invest all of your money on just one to two hours per month. That's literally like 12 hours the whole entire year. And I'm going to break down why this is one of the best strategies to get started with and how you can start implementing it today. So without further ado, let us get started. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to this Instagram live stream. I'm so, so excited to be back here. This is the second series or part of the series of this Instagram live. The first Instagram live that I did in a very long time was last week. So I'm so, so excited to be back. Last week, I actually had so, so much fun with the Instagram live stream. I felt like it was so long since I've been able to connect with you guys in real time (laughs) and answer your questions live. So uh, I really, really enjoy doing these live streams. And I was talking to one of my friends and I was self-reflecting as to like the first time I did an Instagram live. And I remember I was so, so scared. I was so shy and I was so, so awkward. This was like back on Facebook. And I remember doing the live stream and I was so scared, but I still decided to do it. And recently, just like a few days ago, I was re-watching the recording of the previous live stream uh, to edit it for my podcast. And I was like, damn, this is like really good. Like I'm actually like a pretty good public speaker compared to where I was before. And this really just goes to show that everything is a skill. Public speaking is a skill. And whenever you are a beginner, whenever you're learning a new skill, you're always going to be super awkward around it. You're going to not really be great at it. And that's normal. But the thing to remember is that you need to, if you want to get better at that skill, you need to keep showing up, keep practicing, and eventually you will get better. And that kind of slides in nicely to our next topic, which is about investing. So today we're all going to be talking about investing. And just like any skill, investing is also a skill. And when you are a beginner at investing, you're probably going to make lots of mistakes and you're not going to know what you're doing and you're going to feel confused. And that's normal. So today we're going to learn how to invest your own money on just one to two hours per month. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because this is kind of like my unique strategy on what I do for myself, for my own investments, as well as what I help my students do as well. Because there's a lot of things that you can, or there's lots of different strategies when it comes to investing. You can do stock picking, you can do crypto, you can do options trading. But I try to, I want to teach my students an investing strategy that's risk-free, that's easy, and doesn't take a lot of time. And this is what I'll be sharing with you guys today. So just like every live stream, if you guys are listening, feel free to say hello in the comments. I'd love to see who is listening and who's watching. And also, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know in the comments right over here, and I'll answer your questions live. Okay, so what we're going to be talking today, we're going to cover three things. So the first thing is why you should learn how to invest your own money and not outsource it somewhere else. Number two, how to invest your money on just one to two hours per month. And the third thing that we're going to do is just an open Q&A. So I know a lot of you guys have a lot of questions when it comes to investing. So if you have any questions, I'll leave 
you can ask me questions during the live or after it as well. Okay. So let's talk about the first topic. Why invest your own money? So there's three things as to why you should invest your own money. The first thing is that there are lower fees. If you were to get your money invested, typically by a financial advisor, they would likely invest your money into mutual funds, which have a higher management fee, typically around 2% to 2.5% in Canada, which is like very, very high if you compare it to other parts of the world. And although you might not think that like 2 to 3% isn't a lot of money, but in the long term, it is. Because how long do you think you'll be investing your money? You'll be investing your money for a very, very long time, probably for the rest of your life, right? So we're talking about 20, 30 years, you'll be investing your money. And 2% out of that every single year is going to add up to be quite a lot of money. I did some quick calculations on the side before this live stream. And let's say we are going to invest $10,000 every single year for the next 30 years at a rate of return at of 8%. In this scenario, you're going to be making approximately $1.1 million. Pretty impressive, right? On the other hand, let's say you decide to invest in mutual funds where the fees are around 2 to 3%, and that takes away from your rate of return. So same situation, you're investing $10,000 every single year for 30 years at a rate of, let's say, 5% after management fees. And that means that you're going to be making $600,000. Still a lot of money, but you're kind of lower by $500,000. So this 2 to 3% may not seem like a lot, but in the long term, if you are planning to invest your money for a long time, it's going to add up. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. If you guys have any questions, feel free to let me know in the comments. The second reason why you should invest your own money is because of trust. When I was a kid, I went to the bank and saw an advisor. And I didn't know anything about investing at the time. I was in high school. I like had a few thousand bucks that I really wanted to invest for the long term. And the advisor decided to put my money into GICs, which are called um, generic, general investment certificates. And these investment products have a rate of return of approximately 2% per year. So inflation, to put it into perspective, this year was around 4%. So that means if I put my money in GICs at a rate of 2% and inflation is 4%, that means I just lost 2% of my money. And here's the thing, a lot of people make this mistake. So many of my students made this mistake. My mom made the same mistake for decades. She has been investing her money in GICs because her bank advisor told her, oh, you should probably do that. And she's like, okay, I don't know what I should do. And because of that, for over a decade, her money has been decreasing in value and not growing. And this is the reason why it's so important for you to know what you're doing with your money, because you will always have your own back. When it comes to your money, you are always going to look out for yourself the most. And if you're not going to look after your own back and your own money, then no one else is going to do that for you. The third thing as to why you should be investing your own money is because of control. So I was talking to one of my students and she's like, uh, you know, I don't want to invest my money. I just want to give it off to a financial advisor and let them do it. I was like, okay, that's fine. But where are you making this decision from? And it, in reality, she was making this decision because she was too scared to invest her money on her own because she didn't trust in herself and she didn't believe that she could invest her own money. And the thing is, 
when you do that, when you outsource something because you just don't understand how to do it to someone else who quote unquote knows how to do it better than you, then you are still going to feel lost and confused. Because here's the thing, when you get a financial advisor to invest your money, you are paying them for a service. You're paying them to invest your money for you so that you don't have to. But that doesn't mean that they're going to educate you as to what they're doing, what you should be doing, everything about your finances, right? Like they're not going to teach you how a TFSA works or how an RSP works and how that impacts you and what you should be doing. They're just going to do it because that's the service they provide. So my student, one of my students before actually used a financial advisor and was investing her money, but she still felt lost and confused with her money because she was like, I have no idea what is happening, (laughs) right? So if you, I would say, yes, you can use a, a financial advisor if you want, but it's always better to use a financial advisor because you know it's the right thing to do, not because you don't know what's going on. And that way you can ask the financial advisor higher level questions. You can ask your financial advisor about tax strategy, about tax planning, about financial planning. And that way you can make better use of your of the service that you're paying for. Okay. So, hello everyone. Yes, Ming says compounding exclamation mark. Yes, the power of compounding is so, so powerful. And what the power of compounding is, is that your little actions, little actions end up creating big results. And what I mean by this when it comes to specifically about investing is that, yes, investing $100 every month may not seem like a lot, but over the long term, that $100 is going to grow. You're going to invest it into things that are growing as well. And in the long term, you're going to have a lot more money. So even if you're, even if you feel like you can't invest a lot, just start investing. Even if it's like $50, then you, you will thank yourself later. Okay, so today I'm going to be teaching you guys on how you can invest your money on just one to two hours per month. And you might be wondering like, why one to two hours? Like, why do I want to invest my money in only one to two hours? And here's the thing. The first thing is that it's what's most important is how much you're making, how much money you're making over the time spent. So what I mean by this is that oftentimes a lot of people are just like, I want to make money. I want to make as much money as possible. And they pursue that route. But What's actually really more important is how much money can you make in the shortest amount of time? That is what is truly important. Let me give you an example. So back in university, I went to a very fancy business school, the Ivy Business School, where a lot of people are trying to get this, the cream of the crop job. They're trying to get, they're trying to become investment bankers who are people who It's like some big shot finance job in New York where you make a multiple six-figure salary and you get all of these amazing perks. But what a lot of people don't realize is that those investment bankers, yes, they are getting paid a lot of money, but they are also working a lot. They're working overtime on weekdays. They're working overtime on weekends and that's expected. It isn't like a choice. And if you calculate how much they're making per hour, they're making less than like minimum wage. So, and what ends up happening is because they're working so much, they don't have time for their family. They don't have time for friends. They get burnt out really quickly. And it's just not a very healthy lifestyle. So what's truly important isn't how much money that you make. It's how much money can you make in the shortest amount of time. And that's the reason why for my investing strategy, I want you to make as much money as you can with the least amount of effort, with the least amount of time. Okay. The second thing that as to like why to only spend one to two hours per month is because investing is kind of boring. 
right? Investing isn't the most fun thing. When you're investing your money, you are having to analyze and research about financial statements and research about stocks and look at all of these numbers and do some financial analysis. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound very fun to me. And I'm an accountant and I'm supposed to do this for a living, right? I think for me and for you, we have much bigger and better things to do. We could focus on our side hustle and make more money there. Or we could spend time with our family and friends and enjoy life a little. Or we could do a hobby that we always enjoyed. Like, for example, for me, I love playing the piano. I love singing and I love playing tennis in the summer, which I can't wait to start, but I need a tennis buddy. <laughs> these, I would much rather spend my time doing these things rather than researching and analyzing stocks and spending all my time focusing on investing. That's not the best use of my time, and that's probably not the best use of your time either. So this is the reason why I'm going to teach you how to invest your money on just one to two hours per month. Ooh, I have a question. Thank you. So, so you, Saluja, says, what are your thoughts on robo-advisors like Wealthsimple? I think robo-advisors are a really good option between using a financial advisor and do-it-yourself investing. I think it's like kind of in the middle. And specifically, the benefit of robo-advisors is that they are investing based on like a certain questionnaire that you fill out, and then they're going to invest things specifically for that goal. So a drawback of using robo-advisors that I often see is that you still need to know what you're doing with your money in order to use a robo-advisor. So for example, what I often see with the robo-advisors that you do the questionnaire and let's say for retirement, which is a very long-term goal, let's say 30 years, they're going to give you like a asset allocation, which is the difference between stocks and bonds. And they're going to give you a generic asset allocation that may or may not work for that goal. And if you're investing for multiple things, let's say you're investing for retirement, a house, a car, and you put all of your investments, or all of your money for this, for all of these goals, then you're not optimizing your money in the best way. Because the way that you invest for a house is going to be very different for the way that you invest for, let's say, retirement. So, Yes, I use robo I use some robo advisors as well and I use Wealthsimple's robo advisor. But the way that I use it is going to be very tailored to my specific situation and my specific goals. So I wouldn't just blindly throw your money into the robo advisor. I would still do a lot of research to figure out is this the right thing for you. I hope that answers your question. Let me know if it does and um, I can, uh, you know, follow up with you. Okay. Okay, so we are here. I'm going to share the secret on how I'm able to invest my money and how I teach my students on how to invest our money on just one to two hours per month. Here is the five steps in order to invest your money on just one to two hours per month. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so the first thing that you need to do in order to invest your money on just one to two hours per month is to clean up your investing mindset. And what your investing mindset is, is all of your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings when it comes to investing. And you might be thinking, uh, like, why is this important to talk about investing? Like, tell me what, tell me what to invest in, right? <laughs> But your investing mindset is so, so important. And let me share a little story with you. So I was talking to one of my students and I was teaching her how to invest her money. And she was having a lot of resistance. She knew exactly the five steps to invest her money. She knew exactly what to invest in. But she was like, eh, you know, like, I really don't want to invest my money. I don't really feel like it's safe. And I got really curious as to why she was feeling this way. So I asked her, okay, why don't you tell me more? And what ended up happening for her was that she 
when investing came up, when she was about to press buy or think about investing, what came up for her was that she thought that money and money and numbers was very complicated because back in high school, she was told that she was not good at math and therefore investing is super complicated. Another story and thought that came up for her is that she thought that investing was something only rich people did. She was like, investing is not for me. Like, I'm not a person that invests my money. That's something that rich people do. Like, only rich people invest their money. And because she had all of these thoughts, she was already setting herself up for failure. Because when you think that investing is not for you and investing is super hard and complicated, when you actually try to do investing, it's going to be complicated and it's not going to be for you. So instead of focusing on, okay, this is exactly what you should do, what we first worked on is cleaning up her investing mindset. We got very clear as to what sort of thoughts, beliefs, and feelings that she had when it came to investing. And we, and I challenged her and I asked her, is that true? And is that serving you? And if that thought and belief wasn't serving her, we changed it to something else. So for example, when it came to investing being complicated or hard, I asked her, well, do you know how to do addition? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, do you know how to do subtraction? And she's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, oh, how about multiplication and division? And she's like, um, yeah, do you think like I'm crazy? I'm like, no, that's all you need in order to be successful at investing. You don't need some complicated calculus and algebraic formula that you learn in high school. You don't need any of that. If you, can, if you can do addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, investing is very easy. And you can do investing. So once she realized that, she's like, oh, investing can be easy and it can be simple. Then when she actually went into investing her money, it was super simple and she did it like <laughs> without thinking. She was like, oh, that was so easy. easy. I don't know why I thought it was so complicated before. And this is the reason why it's so powerful to have a clean and neutral mindset when it comes to investing, because that is going to determine how you implement all of the strategies moving forward. Hello, everyone. We are talking about the five steps in order to invest your money. So Ming says, number one, clean up your investing mindset. Wow, are you taking notes? <laughs> okay, so number two. The second thing that you need to do in order to invest your money on just one to two hours per month is to choose a strategy. So there are four different investing strategies and I go into more in depth about these strategies on my podcast. So if you guys wanna check it out, uh, it's on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, it's called The Investing Spectrum. So there are four investing strategies that you can choose from. Number one, passive investing. Number two, stock picking. Number three, options trading. And number four, day trading. And I'm not going to get into specifics about each strategy, but how I like to explain it is that investing is a skill. And when you're learning a skill, you don't want to learn the most complicated skill. You want to learn the most basic skill. And here's an analogy. So let's say you're trying to learn swimming. I used to be a swimming teacher, so I love using swimming analogies. So imagine you're trying to learn how to do like front crawl, right? You're like using your arms and you're kicking and you're swimming. A lot of people will try to learn front crawl when they don't even know how to float yet. And what ends up happening is that they're trying to flail their arms and, they're not, and then they just sink because they don't know how to float. So it's really hard to learn front crawl when you don't know the basic skills yet. So what I would work with my students when it came to swimming is that we would work on the most basic skill, basic and easiest skill first. So we would focus on floating. If my student can float, that was a win. Next, after they mastered that, it would be using their arms. Once they mastered using their arms, we would master them kicking. And before you know it, they can do front crawl and they can swim perfectly fine. And they learn this amazing complicated skill by learning three other basic skills. So when it comes to investing, it's the same thing. 
Day trading and options trading are very complicated investing skills. Yes, you can make lots of money through them, but it takes a lot of time to learn these skills and it takes a lot of time, a lot more time to implement these strategies. So what I get my students to do is I get them to learn the most basic skill when it comes to investing, which is passive investing. What passive investing is, is a strategy where you invest your money in passive investments. And an example of a passive investment is an exchange traded fund, so ETFs. And what ETFs are, are investments that track the entire stock market. So for example, let's take the S&P 500, which is the top 500 US companies. If you buy a share of an ETF that tracks this S&P 500, let's say the share costs $100, then you are putting $100 spread out into all of these 500 different companies. And the benefit of that is that if one of those companies decides to go bankrupt <laughs> and they disappear, then that's okay because they're just replaced by the next best one. So it's a, ETFs are a great way to diversify your investments. Instead of putting all of your investments into, let's say, Apple or Tesla, and let's say Tesla decides to disappear tomorrow, your money is still going to be safe because you're invested in all 500 different companies. Unless the world ends and like everything dies, then your money is going to be okay. That doesn't mean that the S&P 500 sometimes go down, goes down. It does go down sometimes. But your money won't reach zero. It won't go to zero unless you choose like, you know, some really scammy ETF or something. So there are many benefits of passive investing. The first thing is that it's diversified through ETFs. The second thing is that it is the most basic skill. So passive investing is the easiest to get started. It takes the least amount of time to learn. And this is how I teach my students how to invest on only one to two hours per month. Because an, a passive investing strategy doesn't need you to require, doesn't require you to do a bunch of market analysis and to research and read financial statements. You don't have to do that when it comes to passive investing. You can do a little bit of research in the beginning, evaluate some ETFs, and I'll talk about what you what you can do in order to do passive investing, but that's all you need. It doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't require you to develop this very complicated hard skill. Okay, so number two. So number one is cleaning up your investing mindset. The second thing to invest your money on just two hours per day is to choose a strategy. And the third thing to invest your money on just one to two hours per month is to create a portfolio for each financial goal. And this kind of goes back to why we're investing in the first place. The reason why we're investing our money isn't to make lots of money and it isn't to, you know, be able to afford or yeah, it isn't to become a billionaire to, to flaunt all of your wealth. The reason why you're investing your money is just so that you can simply afford the things that you want. Afford to buy a house. Afford to retire at whatever age. And this is the true purpose of investing. It isn't to invest in crypto and double your money tomorrow or gamble it and have lots of fun when it comes to investing. That's not the purpose of investing. The purpose of investing is just to achieve your financial goals, simply as that. And because that is the purpose of investing, the reason why we create a portfolio for each financial goal is because we invest specifically, a specific way for that specific financial goal. I kind of talked about this before, but the way that you invest for retirement is going to be very different from the way that you invest for buying a house. And the investments that you choose for retirement are going to be very different from the investments that you choose for buying a house. So what I work with my students is that I get them to get very specific with their financial goals. Exactly what is the financial goal? How much money that they need to save up for that goal? When do they want to achieve it? And and how much money are they going to put into 
in order to invest for that goal. And by doing that, they are creating a specific portfolio of around four to five different ETFs for that specific goal. And by doing that, they know already exactly what they need to do in order to achieve and hit that financial goal. A mistake that a lot of people make when it comes to investing is that they're just blindly like investing their money, blindly buying Apple or blindly putting it in Tesla. And my question is always like, why? Like, why are you investing in the first place? If you don't have a clear reason and if you don't have a clear purpose when it comes to investing, you aren't going to be a successful investor. In order to grow and use investing the right way, you need to be very specific with what financial goal that you are trying to achieve. And all of your actions and all of your investments are going to help you achieve that specific goal. The fourth thing that you need to do in order to invest your money on just one to two hours per month is to set up automatic deposits. This is like the most fun and easy part because how you invest is very simple. All you have to do is connect your brokerage account to your bank account. Let's say the bank account is like where you get paid and then just transfer the amount of money into your brokerage account. So that I typically like to do this once every two weeks because that's when I get paid from my from my job, from my nine to five job. And let's say I decide that I want to allocate a thousand dollars every other week, every bi-weekly, into my brokerage account. A thousand dollars will just automatically get transferred every Friday because that's my payday. And the next time I open up the brokerage account, I'll just because I already had the preset portfolios that I have already researched and done my due diligence on, the next step in order to invest your money on just one to two hours per month is just to buy and sell. If your money, if you already have, let's say, $1,000 in your brokerage account, all you need to do is figure out the five ETFs, five or four ETFs that you're investing, and then buy all of the ETFs. I help my students do this because I have a very clear financial plan template where they can just put in how much money that they're planning to invest and it will automatically tell them how much of each ETF that they need to buy for that specific financial goal. So it makes it very easy for them. And this is how my students can invest their money on just one to two hours per month because all they have to do is plug in how much money that they are going to invest and then it spits out exactly what they need to buy. And what I like to say is that investing is very similar to like Amazon shopping or online shopping. It's as easy as clicking the shoes or the clothing or the shirts that you want and just clicking buy. That is really all investing is. And then whenever you want to, you know, cash out your money, you just click sell. Investing is as simple as that. And this is how simple and easy investing can be. Okay, if you guys have any questions, feel free to let me know. So let me quickly recap as to what the five steps are. The five steps are number one, to clean up your investing mindset because the thoughts and feelings and beliefs that you have towards investing is going to completely determine your results. The second thing in order to invest your money on just one to two hours per month is to choose an investing strategy. So I recommend using passive investing because it is the most basic form of investing. It's you can it's diversified. It is the best use of your time and it's the easiest skill to get started with. The third Step is to create a portfolio for each financial goal because the way that you invest for one goal is going to be different from, very different from another goal. The fourth thing is to set up automatic deposits directly from your bank account to your online brokerage. And then the fifth thing is to just buy and sell your investments. That's it. Okay, so now I will open up this conversation to an open Q&A. So I already answered some questions already. If you guys have any more questions, feel free to let me know. 
Um, I was sent some questions over here this morning when I asked. So a lot of you guys had questions about how to get started with investing. And here's what I'll say. The best way to get started with investing is like with any skill. As I was talking before when it came to public speaking, I was so, so bad at public, public speaking, but I kept on doing it and I kept on showing up. So even if you're scared and you are confused about investing, just start somewhere. Read a financial, read a personal finance book or start reading some personal finance blogs or podcasts. You can check out my podcast, the Mastery Over Money podcast, and I have lots of episodes about investing. You can start there. And once you feel a bit comfortable, you put it like a hundred bucks, put it, try investing for a hundred bucks and see how that goes for you. And if it goes well, put a little bit more. And this is how you get started with investing. And of course, if you want to fast track that success, you want to invest, you know, you want to skip all of the unnecessary steps and you want to get investing right away, then you can hire a coach, someone like me who will help you and teach you exactly what you need to know so that you can start investing your money right away in like, Three to three months, I can help my students go from knowing nothing about investing to investing and managing their investments all on their own. Okay, I'm reading the comments. So Dan says, under step two, choose a strategy. You had one passive investing, two, I missed the other one, three day trading and four options trading. Yeah, so the four strategies are number one, passive investing. Number two, stock picking. Number three, options trading, and number four, day trading. And I have a podcast episode that you can check out called The Investing Spectrum, where I go into depth about these strategies. I will say for the average investor, you probably don't need to do options trading or day trading. Day trading is literally like a full-time job. Like I feel like most people don't want to ha have a full-time job in day trading. For, for myself, the way that I manage my investments is that I have 50% of my investments currently in passive investments, and then I have the other 50% of my investments in individual stocks or options trading. And the reason why I do this is because I mastered how to do passive investing. I know how to do this on just one to two hours per month, and it was super easy for me. And I'm like, okay, I learned how to control my emotions when the stock market went down. I learned how to maximize my money when it came to passive investing. And I was like, hmm, this is really easy. I want to learn more. I want to get better at investing. So that's the reason why I hired a investing coach. So I hired an investing coach that is around, that was like around a 9,000 investment. <laughs> I paid $9,000 to work with him and he taught me how to do options trading where options trading, you can make around a two to 4% return per month from your investments, which is very good, but it also takes a lot more time in order to implement the strategy. Okay. Hope that answered your question, Dan. Okay. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, you guys are helping each other out. Amazing, amazing. Okay, the second question that I got today was how much should I invest? So this is a really, really great question because this question really depends on your unique financial situation because you might be wondering like, I don't know what to do with my money. Should I save the money? Should I pay off debt with the money? Should I invest it? And this really depends on your specific financial situation. I would say if you have very high debt, let's say credit card debt, which is like a 20% um, interest rate, then you typically want to not be investing your money because your, invest your interest rate is probably going to be higher than any return that you're going to get. So that's the reason why it's best to pay off your credit card debt first before you get started with investing, typically, 
typically. Um, I will say that in some circumstances, it's not the case because if you, let's say, have a lot of credit card debt, then there may be different strategies you can choose from. But this is kind of just talking generally. So when it comes to investing, once again, it's back to your financial goals. If you need $100,000 to buy your house in the next, let's say, 10 years, then that is going to determine how much you need to be investing in order to hit that goal. Remember, because the purpose of investing is so that we can hit our financial goals. And if you're, let's say, only investing $200 per, per month, and that's nowhere close to hitting that goal, then that means you need to up the amount that you're able to invest so that you can hit that goal. Okay, hope that answered your question, whoever answered, uh, whoever asked that. You mentioned brokerage. Could you talk a little more about what a brokerage is? Of course, Dan. So an online brokerage is literally, what I like to explain it, is like Amazon. It's literally just a website where you can buy investments, where you can buy or sell investments. So on Amazon, you can go on Amazon and let's say you want to buy a shirt, you can buy a shirt. Or let's say you want to sell a shirt, I think you can sell a shirt on Amazon as well. <laughs> so that's really what a brokerage is, except it's all about investments. So in order to invest your money, you can't just go, you know, down the street and like buy, buy an Apple stock. You need to go to this website and you need to put in like, you need to create an account, put in your like social security number, put in all of your information. And then once you do that, then you can start funding the account. Let's say you want to put $10,000 into this account. And then you can use this $10,000 to buy investments. You can use it to buy, let's say, 100 Apple stocks or 100 Tesla stocks or even ETFs. So this brokerage account is literally just a website where you can use in order to buy or sell investments. Good question. Good question. Okay, I have a question from Ming. What are some investment platforms you would recommend? Very good question. You are in Canada, so I have some good recommendations for you. So the three, I use three different brokerages. So the first one is Wealthsimple. The second one is Questrade. And the third one is Interactive Brokers. So Wealthsimple is really good for beginners, I would say, because the interface is very smooth. It's very nice and they make it very easy to use. So Wealthsimple is really great for beginners. I will say though that Wealthsimple isn't the best when it comes to currency conversions because you can only hold Canadian dollars in Wealthsimple. So that means if you ever receive money in USD or you have to buy something in USD, you're going to be paying a lot in conversion fees. So if you're buying if, if you're buying a lot of US investments or international investments, I would recommend not using Wealthsimple and using a different platform. Hold on, I need to drink some tea. Okay, so the second platform that I would recommend and that I use myself is Questrade. So Questrade is really great because you can, it has relatively low fees in order to buy and sell investments compared to, let's say, the traditional banks like CIBC or TD, which all have their own brokerages. Um, <laughs> yes, T. So Questrade is a really good way in order to pay less commission fees in order to buy and sell your investments. And you can also hold money in USD with Questrade. So there are ways with Questrade. It's, it's a kind of a complicated strategy called Norbert's Gambit, where you can really reduce the amount of conversion fees that you're paying when it comes to converting your money to USD. Um, I'm not going to go into detail over here. You can do a YouTube search about Norbert's, Norbert's Gambit in order to pay less um, conversion fees. Uh, and you can use that strategy using Questrade. And then the third brokerage firm that I use is called Interactive Brokers. So this I would say is a little bit like the interface on this is like very complicated. It's like so confusing. I wouldn't recommend it for beginners. I only use this platform because it's one of the best for options trading. 
options trading is really good on it because it has one of the lowest fees. Um, the currency conversion is also pretty good on this platform. Um, yeah, so those are the three online brokerages that I use. So Wealthsimple, Questrade, and Interactive Brokers. And as you can see, it really depends on your financial situation as to which brokerage firm you should use. It depends, are you going to invest a lot in the US or not? And how skilled are you of an investor? Because Wealthsimple is for beginners. Questrade, I would say, is like intermediate. And then Interactive Broker is advanced. Okay, and that seems to be all of the questions. Oh, okay, I have one more question. <laughs> uh, okay, so do interactive brokers and Questrade offer crypto? No, I don't think so. Uh, Wealthsimple, I believe, has some sort of crypto platform. I am not the expert about crypto. I actually do not invest in crypto, not necessarily because I don't believe in it or I don't want to. I don't invest in crypto because I don't believe it's the best thing for me and for my financial situation. I can make quite a lot of money through other ways, through options trading or doing other different types of investments other than crypto. And the thing is, you want to invest in something that you understand and that you are, that you have knowledge about, right? And for me, I could learn about crypto and I could spend lots of time to research and invest in crypto. But to be honest, I don't want to. <laughs> and there's much better things that I can do. I can focus on my stock investments. I can focus on my options trading. I can focus on my business and that's the thing when it comes to investing and personal finance in general. You don't want you don't want to be spending a lot of time doing it because time is the most valuable resource. You want to do the things that are going to get you the biggest return in the shortest amount of time. And for me, investing in crypto, I don't want to take that risk when it comes to my personal finances because I have certain deadlines and timelines to meet. <laughs> But good question, good question. If you have any questions about crypto, I, I do know some. Okay, so another question. So do you have a formula to suggest how much you should be investing versus spending on lifestyle? That's a very good question. So when it comes to spending money versus investing or saving, it really comes down to what sort of lifestyle do you want for yourself? Because there's a lot of people that try to hit this like very aggressive financial goal. They're like, I need to have a million dollars by 30 or by 20. And they work extremely hard to hit this goal. And they, you know, don't eat out. They don't go hang out with friends. They eat granolas instead of fruits and vegetables, right? And then they achieve this goal and then they live like that for the rest of their lives. They live super frugal for the rest of their life because that's how they got to the goal. And the way that you get to your goals is a way that you're going to be at your goal. So for myself, I don't believe in that rush, rush mentality because it doesn't serve you and you kind of got to enjoy life. Like there's no point working so hard to make money and to save and invest money when you can't even enjoy it. So when it comes to saving versus spending, what I work with my clients is that I get them to figure out what is most valuable to them. What things are they will want what things do they want to spend on and what things are they willing to give up or compromise? And then they can still purchase and buy the things that they love. Like for me, I love spending on vacation. I will spend multiple, you know, thousands of dollars on vacations every single year because that is what is valuable to me. And I will also go out and eat out and hang out with a bunch of friends because and spend money doing that because that is what makes me happy. But at the same time, I also know that I have money set aside that are going to make me happy in the future. So kind of think of saving and spending money as like that scale. 
you want it to be balanced. If you spend all of your money, then you're going to be very happy today, but then you're not going to be very happy in the future. But then when you spend, when you save money, and you don't spend money at all, then you're not going to be very happy today, but you are going to be happy in the future. Right? So you want to balance. You want to be both happy today and in the future. And this is the, finding this magical number of what makes you happy now and in the future is what I work on with my students in the Plant Your Money program. So if you guys are interested in learning how to have a balanced lifestyle, still be able to spend your money today and achieve your financial goals in the future, then come join my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. Aw, thank you for all the hearts. All right, it has been so long. I missed you. <laughs> okay, so that is it for today's live stream. I am glad that you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you all so much for all of your questions. Uh, this was a really great live stream. I loved it. Um, if you guys have any more investing questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on my Instagram. My DMs are open. I would love to help you guys out. And if you want to learn more in depth about investing, come join my one-on-one -on -one coaching program where I teach you how to have mastery over your money and make money in your sleep through investing. Okay, that is it for today, guys. You're welcome, Dina. Okay. Oh, thank you. Kate says, thank you, starting to step into investing, and this was very helpful. Oh, I loved it. Okay, I loved these live streams. If you guys love this, share it with your friends, and you can come back next week, Tuesday at 8 p.m., and I will be here. That's it for today, guys, and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Mastery Over Money podcast. If you found any value with this episode, share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to share your appreciation for this podcast, feel free to give it a review on Apple Podcasts as this helps me reach and help more young professionals such as yourself. That's it for today and I'll chat with you next week.